this is Lewis Johnson taking my love of sports into the world of esports with my co-host Kyle Airy, and we're breaking down what's happening in the esports industry. We're talking with great guests, influencers, and most importantly, we want to talk to you. So welcome to All In with Esports. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another edition of All In with Esports. Glad you're back. Of course, esportsfutureride.com. Catch us on Twitter at twitter.com backslash esports map. And then on Facebook, I think a lot of you have been chiming in there to see what's happening. And I appreciate all the comments uh, that have been going across that platform for my show and the other shows that are also here on the esports future eye network TV platform. Listen, we keep talking about it on all the shows. And of course, on this one, that esports um, mm-hmm. is an industry that really has exponentially grown. It's called a billion-dollar industry for a reason, because the growth is tremendous. And according to one set of stats, there are currently 148 million esports enthusiasts in the world. Okay, and I'm not sure how you want to break down enthusiasts, those who are interested kind of around it. But maybe this helps, 144 million occasional viewers. So that means that there are millions and millions of people around the world who are getting involved with esports. It's not new, but it's just growing so fast. We also understand that the numbers of consumers worldwide that are aware aware of esports will surpass 1 billion this year, and that's up 36%. So you can see why the, the industry is getting a lot of attention on so many different levels, uh, and it's really happening so fast. Those numbers are according to Newzu, which is the world's most trusted source for games and esports analytics and market research. And I've got to credit that information for the press release uh, that's from the guys who are going to be with me today. So I always like to sort of pose some sort of thought to you and give you a, a, something to think about as we introduce a guest here. And and for, for some of you who are thinking about a career and career opportunities or may not know that there are career paths available episodes for you, especially if we're talking about esports. And the educational opportunities are coming up in some special places. And look, if you've already graduated from college, from school or university, who told you you can't go back? Who said that? Who said you can't take a different path in life? You know, like actually graduate from college with a hospitality degree and a minor in environmental studies and find your way into esports. Why not? Or why can't you be a 10-time Winter Olympic expert bobsled commentator and suddenly discover the power of esports and dive into this growing world to help young people get the education? need to be in the industry. Hmm. So today, let's talk about a place where someone can go to college and get the specific training to be in the esports industry, specifically gaming management. And I'm talking about Paul Smith's College. Hadn't heard of it. Paul Smith's College. It's up in the Adirondack Mountains, just outside Lake Placid, literally in the woods. But from what I've seen, looks beautiful. And beginning in the fall of 2021, there will be a new esports gaming management program degree there. All right. And the man who will be teaching the course and is the coach of the Paul Smith Bobcat esports team is Matt Bailey. And he's the mystery person I mentioned who graduated with a degree in hospitality and a minor in environmental studies, went off and came back. And a great friend of mine, an NBC Winter Olympic expert on the bobsled. And look, He's an expert on any Winter Olympic-related item. Wait a minute. He's an expert on any Olympic-related item. I'm talking about John Morgan. So, Matt and John, welcome to the show. How are you guys? We're good, Lewis. Good to hear from you, babe. It's great to hear from you. Matt, how are you? 
Doing very well. Thanks for having us, Lewis. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys are both have uh, tremendous stories, I think. It's what I love about the business. We're into storytelling and we're going to connect it to esports here. John, let me start with you. Where is Paul Smith College and kind of set the scene for the location? And because you and I have worked together so many times, we know David Gibson is our producer. Mm -hmm. As you begin to talk, I'm going to give you a 30 second count to commercial. So you got 30 seconds to tell me about this school. You ready? You got it. All right, John, and go. Well, Paul Smith College, twenty-nine, New York. (laughs) No, it's not far from Lake Placid, twenty-five miles. Lake Placid hosted the Olympics in 1932, 1980. You know, I'm from Saranac Lake, which is in between Lake Placid and Paul Smith College, and and Paul Smith was the original guy that settled the Adirondacks, the first guy to build a first hotel. He built, put a railroad in there, and so he was the first guy that brought everybody into the Adirondacks into a a hospitality type environment and established a college when he passed away. The college didn't launch until 47. And when it launched, it launched with a big forestry and culinary influence. And, you know, it's a, it was a two-year school to about 1994, 95, I think, Mm -hmm. and became a four-year school. Uh, That's where Matt Bailey graduated from. And I got hired about three years ago from one of the trustees who was bugging me to go out there and what would you do out there at this school? You know, and I said, well, you got a 14,000 acre campus. First thing I do is do a heavy emphasis on Nordic sports, women's winter sports, women's hockey. And so I got hired and I started down this path. But Lewis, I was right about that time. I was getting overwhelmed with every sports business publication I read had something about gaming and esports, And, yeah. you know, and every single parent I talked to, their kids are gamers and they couldn't yeah. get them off the gamers. So I started pursuing the esports. I found out this guy, Matt Bailey, was on campus as an IT guy, started talking to him. We started talking about launching an esports team. And next thing you know, I found a donor and we built an esports lab. And geez, we're doing good. You're doing beyond good. It's great. And I saw the video, the promotional video for the school, which we will post uh, when this show uh, goes up. And it is just beautiful. Uh, some of the overhead shots that you guys had. Matt, let me ask you, what was your initial experience like at Paul Smith's for hospitality and environmental studies, which then kind of set you off on your initial career? It was great. I think one very cool thing about Paul Smith's college is everybody tends to find it the same one of two ways, either A, you're like me, you vacation to the Adirondacks, and one day you're told, do you want to check out this college? You're a junior, right? Do you want to go see this school? And then response is, there's a college in the Adirondacks? Yeah. <laughs> and then you fall in love with it. Or you know somebody went to Paul Smith's. If you ask around, if you say, hey, I heard about the school in the Adirondacks, Paul Smith's College, the response you're going to get is, oh, my cousin, brother, et cetera, went there and loved it. So I think that just says students who leave Paul Smith's College, they leave happy. That's what I've seen in my whole class, my graduating class, all the students that I have right now on the team and the class, they're all happy. Wow. I've heard a lot of descriptions about college experiences, but I've never heard anyone say that everybody leaves happy. I mean, that that says a lot right there. So you left happy and you began your career in um, hospitality. So what was it that brought you back to Paul Smith College in 2018 and kind of give people a sense of what you discovered as you were doing the other job and decided to come back and get involved with the esports program? Sure. So it, it's funny, the whole four years that I was studying uh, hospitality, I also worked in the college's IT department. And one thing that I found out after I graduated is I have a, I have a very strong passion for IT, computers, everything related. So I actually came back 
when they had an opening in their help desk. So I came back, I worked in their IT department in 2018, or sorry, not 2018, uh, but 2017, I came back and returned to the help desk. Mm-hmm. And then teen, a uh, former employer reached out to me and asked me to return. Uh, this is a resort up in the Adirondacks, beautiful place. They needed somebody with the skills that was a combination of IT and hospitality, someone who knows the accounting side, the technical side to come back and really run their infrastructure and, and oversee all of their IT needs. So that was kind of the perfect combination. Now, in between that, as John said, he approached me and talked to me about an esports team. And that is really what sparked the start of the esports team at Paulsmith College. He needed somebody with the expertise and the knowledge of what it takes to build a lab. What are the, the minor portions? How do you get the students involved? How do you get them interested? Who do you reach out to? So he and I worked very, very well together to really build that base, to get everything, the quotes, the build, what the style of the lab was going to look like, what the positioning should be on campus. We outlined all of that and really ran with it. Yeah. So John, the esports lab was something that seemed to be the perfect timing and perfect fit. You had great connections in the community, people who were, would, would want to be involved with it. What were the early conversations uh, like for you with people about esports who didn't know about it? I mean, even for you, you were like, you know, what is going on with the sport? Then having to go to people who were familiar with traditional sports, even maybe winter sports there. What were those early conversations about explaining what esports was, why it was important, and why you needed to invest money in it right now? It wasn't easy, Lewis, but I'm pretty persistent, as you know. Really? <laughs> you know, and, you know, and so the guy, the donor, the, the, the gentleman who I enticed to build the Nordic Center to do a couple other things, they said, we got to build an esports lab. And he's a well-off, very successful businessman. And he looked at me, he said, esports. I said, I'm, every kid, every 15, 16-year-old kid, everybody's doing it. You know, it's uh, we're old. We don't understand it. But ever that I see, that's what the direction we got to go. So we built this lab, you know, it's six figures. And then this, we also enticed this uh, this local convenience store called the Stewart's, is the Stewart's Dake family. They got 245 stores in the Adirondacks. So I enticed in, them. Wait, 245 stores in the Adirondacks? In the Adirondack Mountains, wow. there's 245 convenience stores. Every little small town in the Adirondacks has got a store shops. Okay. And it's, you know, it, it, it's, and it's just as, you know, it's a spectacular convenience store. And when you're up here in the rural area, Lewis, you don't have all them malls and everything you guys got <laughs> down in Dallas. Yeah, so, right. uh, you know, but it's a great shot. So we approached them and we, uh, they gave us a great gift to the college and we put their name on the on the lab. So it's a Stewart's Dake family esports lab. It's state of the art and anything we've done in there, the kids that come in there just go, wow, this is amazing. Mm. Your curved screen computers, your chairs, the artwork on the walls. That ain't me, Lewis. That's all Matt Bailey. Wow. And Matt, he he did it all. He's the one that put it together. So Matt, paint the picture for us of of that lab. When you walk in, what do you see? Give us some of the details that would make a a gamer go, wow, I want to go check that out. Sure. When you first walk in, the first thing you'll see is we have a short throw projector right on the right wall. Why is that important? When you are reviewing gameplay, you can record all of these games and what you're doing. You can actually save a 40-minute play of whatever you're playing, put it back up on this projector, throw it onto a whiteboard, pause, make markings, make it really clear what you're reviewing with these video-on-demand features. On your left, there are going to be four 32-inch curved flat screen TVs with one millisecond delays, and that's set up for our console gaming. So gaming on the Switch, like Super Smash Brothers, Xbox, so Call of Duty had a recent release that we're going to be diving into this semester. 
all of those console games, they're going to be set up on the best TVs that you can play on. And then right in front of you is a set of 14 state-of-the-art custom-built by our college PCs that are designed with the white and green for Paul Smith's. They have the 24-inch curved monitors so that when you're right there, you're getting the best view from any angle. They have amazing Corsair headsets, Corsair peripherals all around, mice and keyboards, mechanical keyboards. So when you sit down, you have the best equipment that you could possibly have when you're competing. You're going to pick up two or three students off of this podcast. I guarantee you, if anybody listens to this and they hear about all that technology, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to, they're going to come and do it. So now give us a sense, uh, Matt, of what the daily academic protocol is. And then, you know, what is the degree itself and, and who wrote it and what, how are you partnering with, with other, you know, parts of the campus to make this degree happen and to be recognized outside in the industry? Absolutely. So the degree itself, well, we'll start there. There's a couple different facets to, to what we laid out. The degree is an esports management track in our business management program. So when you go in, when you're looking for kind of a an all-around view of what business management looks like, kind of basic financial accounting, getting yourself built on that management side, you also want to have a focus. You want, you want to have a, a vision, something kind of an endpoint goal to say, when I get out of here, I'm going to apply this business knowledge to this industry. That's where the esports track comes in. So with the classes like intro to esports management, trends in esports management, we're taking those classes and saying, what does esports look like? How do you manage a team? How do you set up and execute event events? How do you, what do the players do? What does the manager do? What does the coach do? What does your PR team look like? What does social media look like? All of that gets encompassed into this degree. So you can leave with a good understanding of what you're going to have to do if you start working with a, even a high, like a large scale esports team. If you're going to go out and start looking at high school esports team, college esports teams, whatever your goal is and what area you want to stay in, that's what that track is built for. And for those who may choose not to be a part of the actual esports degree program, we all know that every school will have you know the varsity programs and also the intramurals. So is there an opportunity for people to be a part of a club team there as well as the those who are tracking on that esports management degree? Absolutely. So there's a, there's a big range. There's a club for people who are passionate about esports who want to try it. Maybe they don't want to make the commitment to the varsity team, and that's totally fine. Likewise, we have the varsity team for those who want to really kind of go at it. They want to get better. They want to learn. They want to compete against other schools. And even in that varsity team, our focus is learning. Our focus is sitting down, being part of a team, learning teamwork, learning stellar communication in that rapid sense when you're playing an esports game. And then even further to that, if, if you have a goal where you're trying to increase your ELO, increase your rank in a game, and you need the, the resources, the equipment to do that, I'm there for you. If I have one student who tells me they want to get to Grandmaster in League of Legends, we're sitting down. We're going to make sure that they get there. Wow, that is neat. The other thing that we talk about a lot here at MAP Esports Network and across all of our platforms is this really this important focus we have on not just having a great business that's going to discuss all facets of esports locally, nationally, and globally. But when you go back to the local level, we really focus a lot on STEM and STEAM, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math, and of course, art. Where are you guys in terms of STEM or STEAM in, in, in your educational process for, for those who are coming through uh, your program? Sure. We have a huge amount of STEM programs on campus. So science, forestry, natural resource management, that's big at Paul Smith's College. Environmental science, environmental studies, biology. We are in the perfect location for it. The Adirondacks is a massive 5 million acre state park. In 5 New York. million acre state park? Yeah, it's largest huge. in the country. I had no idea. 
And wow. what's cool about it is you talk about these things like the Adirondack Park Agency, the, the DEC, Department of Environmental Conservation, those two agencies, it's actually split 50-50 between state-owned wilderness land and privately owned land. 14,000 acres of land that the students get to work with hands just, on. Just the school itself, 14,000. Yeah, figure that just out, Lewis. How about that, Lewis? <laughs> Unbelievable. So when these kids come out to do forestry, like they are, they're getting the perfect uh, experience there. Mm. John, with your involvement with global sport, okay, of course, a lot of it being winter sports, what have you learned about all the students or the talent you try to attract to that area to be able to participate in those winter sports and how they're using their time off and how esports is a big part of what they do in their you know time away from academics and, and, and competition? What have you learned about that? Well, I learned that if you're one of the best basketball players in the team, doesn't mean you want to be, don't want to be a gamer too. So Matt's had crossovers from the basketball team that are down there on the, you know, doing the gaming in our, in our new lab. And, but you know, all the young athletes are all gamers, you know, something I never was in, uh, in my day, but yeah, there's a great crossover. That's what you do. You know, Matt's got some, you know, before COVID we had a, we just launched our gaming uh, center. We opened it up last January. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple high school events. We had a high school scholarship event. And then we had the Empire State Games involving 32 colleges that that competed for the final four to be in, you know, on the weekend of the Empire State Games at Paul Smith's. And, you know, what I learned is you just don't have to be that kid that looks like a non-sports kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you I've seen a lot of athletes walk in that door, too. And, Lewis, I sat there behind a couple of these games and watch some of this shout casting of these commentators. Yeah. And, you know, I don't like to admit weakness, but boy, <laughs> let me tell you something, Lewis, this stuff is absolutely mind boggling. When you sit there, I've intrigued. I'm watching it on TV, watching the way it's produced on TV. Yeah. <clears throat> Every article I read, it's, it's just unbelievable with the Arthur Ashe tennis stadium there last year, some 16 year old kid won a $2.4 million prize. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Young kids making big money, either semi-pros or pros. And yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and yeah. Matt, how many, you know, you know, the kid now, why go to college? You can go make, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, uh, gaming, you know, and, and that's the problem with the NCAA and esports coming together to have the NCAA manage esports. All the athletes are already making money. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's, it's, it's Lewis. I don't want to admit weakness, like I said, but boy, this, this gaming is a little bit over my head. That's why I have hooked up with Matt Bailey. Well, let me, let me, let me counter that by saying, John, I wouldn't call it weakness because, and here's why I'll say that it's just a different type of a strength, a different type of a skill that we are not familiar with. But if anybody were to come into the booth and watch you work, and I've done it for many winter Olympics, I mean, First of all, the people you know and the information you get from them is one thing. That's that's how we as Olympic commentators get that. I talked to so-and-so and he and she told me that. You got all that. But to sit and watch an actual bobsled race happen, which happened so quick, and the 18 turns it has, but there's so much technical information and detail. We may not call it shoutcasting. We're doing broadcasting. But John, a lot of times you're shouting, so you know we could we could maybe call it shoutcasting, right? It could but, be, could be, right? Right? I've been accused of being a little loud before. Lewis. We all we all have, we all have, because the excitement's there. But the amount of detail that you know, and 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 all of us have to know, depending on what we do, is so incredible. And so you know, all these you know different hundreds and thousands of a second that you're dissecting as as a, as a sled moves through the track. I mean, that come on, man, that's that's just a different type of strength that you have versus what the shoutcasters have. So we have a lot to learn in the area or 
we learn we learn to let them do their thing and we provide the platforms for them to do it, which is what I think you guys are doing at, at, at the school there. Matt. One thing one thing caught my attention real quick, Lewis. Yeah. It's a team sport. Yeah. I, you know, I sat there and I couldn't believe it. You know, they're each each person's got a different and you they depend on each other and they work with each other. And then when the game's over, I'm looking at them. These people are drained. You know, yeah. the games take a half hour. Yeah. That really caught my attention. The first gaming experience I was involved with. Yeah. And, and it's a great point, John. And Matt, I've learned a lot about the amount of support that goes into people who are in, involved with gaming. I mean, here in Dallas, we've got the Mavericks, we've got the uh, Cowboys who both have professional teams. Uh, I was in Paris over this over the summer, uh, late summer in 2020 and um, visited some locations there. And there's some pres- professional teams there. And I interviewed a guy who was a manager for a team there in Paris. And he talked about how they would go to the Stade de France, which is a big stadium there where they have their physical training. They have therapists. They have uh, people working with them on their diets, nutrition. I mean, they have everything along with the time that they need for practice and gaming. So I think what a lot of people are going to be surprised to see is just the, the, the amount of depth that is involved with gaming. So it goes from what you guys are doing in terms of education to then making somebody the all-around athlete. Is that something that you guys can be looking forward to in the future, helping somebody become an all-around athlete or an all-around manager of athletes? Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of companies out there who are targeting esports for that specific thing. And when you think about it, mm-hmm. it makes sense. You're sitting down and your practice time that would normally be the exercise for somebody on football, soccer, basketball, one of those sports that you're just, you're running 24 seven. As soon as that bell, bell rings, you're, you're off on the, on the court with esports, you have to have a hyper attentive focus. You need to be eating the right foods, drinking the right drinks to make sure that you're at your top of the game mentally. And then outside of that, you got to be taking care of your body. So there's a lot of companies out there that are going to walk you through and they're going to take care of you, make sure that you're taking care of yourself and really apply everything that you need to outside of the game to make sure that you're in in the right regimen, you're in the right schedule, and you're making yourself the best you can be. Right. Give me a sense, Matt, of as we continue to navigate this period of COVID, this pandemic has just been so devastating on so many levels. But for for many, you'd still try to find your life and your career following your passion. What are you doing now uh, in terms of tournaments and what's available for students who are going to be matriculating through your program? And then how will things be different in terms of tournament activity when you move, we move out of this and you can begin to travel, whether it be in the, in the Northeast or other parts of the country or even other parts of the world? Sure. I can say right now that COVID-19, we've had to kind of close out the stations, make sure they're sitting every other and no one's sitting directly across from each other just to keep, but be very cognizant of what's going on. But we have played a full season with the ECAC. We played against every school that was participating. And tell everybody Uh, what the ECAC is? Sure. Yep. It's the Eastern Collegiate Athletic Conference. Okay. So every week we had a school to play against, which was great. We played against Stockton down in New Jersey. We played against Maine, State of Maine's college. We played against a couple in New York itself. And it's been amazing to just be able to connect with them and uh, still play the games. Now, aside of that, there are physical competitions. In fact, there's one just two hours north of our school, which makes it a very easy trip. And that's DreamHack Montreal. What DreamHack does, it's a it's a huge event that hosts the World Championship fighting games. It also hosts uh, championships for things like StarCraft, things like Rainbow Six. We can actually attend that very easily and make sure that our students are enlisted to play and compete in that. And the best thing about it is that they started at the convention center in Montreal it got too big. They had to move it and they had to take over the previous winter Olympic center 
to host the amount of people who want to come to this thing. Really? Unbelievable. You know, they, they had that much overflow. That many people. You know, when we get clear of, of uh, COVID, I need you guys to come down here to Dallas and uh, go to the Arlington uh, Esports Arena. I'm sure you've seen pictures of it online or what have yeah. you. It's unconscionable how big that place is. Um, we went and had it's a incredible. Tour. Yeah, unbelievable. We had a tour of the place um, months ago. And it was not being used, but to walk into the the actual principal venue and uh, and see the stage and all the LED lights behind it, I was like, that was the first, John, that was my first, oh my God moment about the sport. I'm like, this is for esports? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking this is for boxing or something else. And that's when I would realize like something big is going on here. So unfortunately it's been sitting idle, but those types of venues are going to explode when we have the green light and everybody's safe. Don't you think, John, that the the, the sports is going to just go crazy when, when, when we can do it again? Well, you know, like in all my, of our sports? In my first times in Korea, I was there, I think 11 or 2011 or 12 was my first trip in there. And, and then as we got closer to the games, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, started realizing the Asians are really all in for esports. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know? And so I got a, you know, I, I, you know, kept on looking at it, kept on looking at it. But what put me over the top, Lewis, was in 2008 or 2016 in Rio. You were that that get over your shoulders, the Rio uh, logo. Yeah, yeah. But at the closing ceremonies, when they passed the flag from Rio to Tokyo and up through the stage comes the mayor with Super Mario. <laughs> An esports gaming gaming character, right? Character. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they were pushing to try and get it into the Olympics. And now the the problem at the Olympics is there's too much, you know, killing and you know, too much yeah, violence right. in the games. And but they're gonna come, they're gonna have to come to an agreement, you know, and Matt can probably provide some better oversight to different games that they're bringing to the table that that all appeads the Olympic movement. But it has to get into the Olympics. There's just too many people worldwide that are participating. If breakdancing can get into Paris, oh, I'm Lord. sure esports is close by. That 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 was a shocker. That was a shocker. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost going to believe it when I see it. But I totally agree with you that I'm not sure how the Olympic Committee is going to embrace esports. I think it can surely run alongside of esports. You could have tournaments and things happening alongside. I can imagine being uh, John and Matt at track and field, my home base of the summer games, and there could be a section, maybe a big, huge section of people who are playing maybe the track and field esports games as the actual competitions going and maybe Bingo. streaming game. Wouldn't that be awesome to have uh, that happen? It, it, it's that's coming, Lewis. You got that's good what vision. I think. That's, That's coming. I, I agree yeah. with you hundred percent. A bobsled game. Yeah, but every, absolutely. The bobsled, a big section of bobsled uh, people doing the bobsled uh, game. Absolutely. We need to be quiet and get on the front end of this real quick, huh, John? Before well, we talk we're trying, Lewis. A couple, <laughs> couple old dogs. We're trying here, Lewis. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, one, one more point, Lewis, and Matt can describe this. We're in the middle of the Adirondacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in the middle of a fourteen thousand acre campus. We're like our own little city, and you say. What kind of internet speed do you have? Matt, mm. give us the wrap on what we got up there in the middle of the woods. It's probably kind of weak, right, Matt? You guys have the weak Wi-Fi that you're struggling to get up there? No, absolutely not. Oh, no? So we, yeah, it's amazing. We actually have a, a local ISP that gives us a five gigabyte pipeline into our school. Wait a minute, So we have much? one of the a five gig pipeline. Five gigabyte um, pipeline coming in up there. Oh yeah. We, we have never had a, a loss of signal. We've never had a dropout. Like this thing is amazing coming into our lab and keeping us just the the best we can be. Wow. And that must be because of another great connection. And I don't even know who, but that, that sounds awesome. No, no, that wasn't, I can't take credit for that, Lewis. No. Okay. 
but I, but I could say that I promoted it. But I do know people in the area who drive out on campus because <laughs> we Wi-Fi. have to use our Wi-Fi. They drive 10, 15 miles out there to use our Wi-Fi. So, so that'd, be, that'd be the equivalent of us being you being somewhere. You pull up in front of a Starbucks and log into their free Wi-Fi. There you go. And then you pull off and keep going. There Five you go. gigabytes coming in. So you guys have really a lot of great stuff. John, can you just kind of give us finally a sense of, of just all the big things that are happening there at Paul Smith College? You guys got the World University Games coming in 23. Explain that. And then just how esports is going to fit into this overall picture and plan for the school and how people need to know more about it and, and maybe know more about what Matt's doing in his program. Yeah, real quick, the winter, the 2023 World University Games are coming to Lake Placid and it's the university students. There'll be, I think, 600 universities around the world will be represented. There'll wow. be about 2,000 athletes and 20, you know, 3,000 of athletes and officials. Uh, they up- upgraded most of the Olympic facilities here from 1980. It's 41 years since the Olympics in Lake Placid. Mm. And, you know, it's the World University Games. Paul Smith College will most likely be housing a lot of officials and, and you know, and people. And the other thing, too, we have such a great environmental science program. We have a well-known national scientist named Kurt Steiger, and he's going to be working closely with the World University Games to, to provide these students with a, a class. They have to have some kind of a classroom involvement. And we're going to do this thing about saving winter. You know, and it's another way of really good environmental science school. Yeah. And so we're going to be having these students. We're going to be promoting Saving Winter. But it's just a, a great way to upgrade Lake Placid. It's legacy. New York State put a lot of money in. I'm glad they put them in a few years ago because I don't know how much money there's left. But all of our venues have had. You won't believe what they did at the bobsled run, Lewis. I mean, I'm oh. telling you, I'm pinching myself. That's where I was born and raised. What they've done out there with building an indoor push track, a new biathlon, cross-country ski stadium, frost rails on the ski jumps. And, uh, you know, it's a great time for Paul Smith College to take advantage of that with our Nordic initiatives. And we're talking about staging an eSports tournament at the World University Games. Because I think that's awesome. all these kids coming in, all these kids coming in, I would say the large percentage of them are gamers. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You and Matt will have a broadcast, a streaming partner with Map Esports Network and Esports Future ITV. I'm declaring it right now uh, that we would love to stream that live and then do reruns and tape uh, tape delay shows. I mean, I think that'll be awesome. Pairing esports along with traditional sports hand in hand, I think will be great. A quick thing, John, did you not mention to me on the phone the other day that you guys have the only ski jump in America? Is that right? No, the the uh, only ski jump in the United States with a frost rail on the in run where what they come mean? down. Frost rail means like a refrigerated track. Okay, comes down because of, you know the weather can induce and wash that out, and so we we've, we've got that. It's the only one in North America, and of course they got a brand new state of the art biathlon facility, Nordic facility. But on our campus, Paul Smith College, we have these you know fourteen thousand acres, these unbelievable Nordic trails. We have the only oh. biathlon range on a college campus in the country. And we're one of two college campuses in the country with an FIS standard, you know, cross country ski course and stuff. So we're, wow. our goal is to be one of the top Nordic schools in the U S when this is all sudden done in 2023. And esports will be going right along with it. You know, uh, Matt, I, I have to tell you, we're going to have to get you to an Olympics. We're going to have to get you to a summer or winter Olympics so you can get baptized because as John <laughs> talks about this, I just get the goosebumps, man. And I have to tell you something. For anybody who has been around sport or loves sport, you haven't experienced sport until you've been to an Olympic Games. 
there is something about the world coming together where politics, everything is left outside the window. And it's all about celebrating humanity on the global stage. And thankfully, most of the folks there are doing it in an honest way. There's always going to be a few. We're going to just ignore, try to ignore them as long as they're not breaking the records in an illegal way. But there is something about it that you need to experience, Matt, and you can take that into the classroom and help people understand it because esports at some point is going to be right alongside the games. And then you will have had an experience, will understand the magnitude of the stage, the magnitude of the moments. And when John talks about Lake Placid, I was there once and uh, the bobsled run and all the historic things that happened there. I, I want to come back again. I want to come back. I don't want to see your school. I want to see what John has to show me around and, and see how many free meals we get around town. Uh, <laughs> thanks to John. <laughs> I want to experience it all, but I'm making a point. And the point is, is that esports is on the way to being just as valuable a piece of the Olympic games or that whole movement as it has been for hundreds of years. And uh, I think about being in in South Korea with him and, you know, at night when we were, we were freezing our behinds off, but to leave your venue and see that track glowing in the, in, in the night and to look over and see the ski jump glowing in the night and to just see the Olympic rings. We miss all that, man. We, we want the Tokyo games to happen, hopefully safely. And somebody like you who is in a, in a location where you are that has so much Olympic history and now bringing along young students who are going to be around a, a sport that is glowing, growing globally at an exponential weight away. You got to get around the game so you understand the feeling that we have of experience. So we want to make sure that happens for you. All right. That's something I can't wait to experience. Thanks, Lewis. You got it. You got it. John will be able to get all the free passes and all the swag. He got all that covered. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis knows. Absolutely. Well, listen, I want to thank you guys both for all the time here. This has been a great conversation. And as promised, when this episode airs, we're going to put up the two videos, one from inside your lab, which shows uh, what you have there, Matt, and also Paul Smith's College, all the great outdoor sports that are happening there that in the way you guys are just building a tremendous program. And again, I can't wait to come up and visit. And I think people are going to be excited. So keep laying the groundwork up there, Matt, for a great program. And I'm sure we're going to see that duplicated in other places. You'll be consulting around the world in about 10 years about how to build a, maybe five years about how to build a, an esports major. And so for that, I wish you guys so much luck and, and appreciate the time. All right. My Thanks, pleasure. Lewis. Thanks for having us. All righty. want to thank these guys, uh, Matt Bailey and John Morgan, Paul Smith college. And as promised, I'll definitely post those videos. They've got so much thing, so many things happening there. And with that, I'll just say, go Bobcats to those guys. I want to thank all of you again, of course, for listening to this edition of All In With Esports. Make sure you check us out online, all the social media platforms. Huge thanks, as always, to Aaron and Sia and AJ with Innovation Media Enterprises, our partners in bringing these podcasts to life. And don't forget to listen to some of our other outstanding shows. We've got Rebecca Langawa, the future of marketing and esports. She's just fantastic. John Davidson, the DLC Mike Drop. He always has so many great guests on his podcast. And then our latest one, Esports Ezine podcast, which is hosted by our Esports Future Eye editor in chief, Chantel Boucher, the one and only Chantel. She's up and running, so make sure you kept, catch that as all. Uh, all of us are here talking about esports, and we're doing it all the time. And we hope that you guys will enjoy that, along with all the other original programming coming your way across our entire network. So once again, I really appreciate you guys all being with me. Hope you've been inspired today. And let's talk again soon on another edition of All In with Esports. Take care, y'all. Thanks for listening to All In with Esports. Please remember to subscribe to your favorite podcast channel, and we would love to hear from you about this 
or other shows on the eSports Futuri Network.